This week, we are continuing our study of the flood, which takes place in Genesis chapters 6 through 9. Yesterday, we looked at some of the literary parallels between uh, the, the flood account and the creation account, noting the, the whole idea of the decreation and then uh, leading to a recreation, and that this decreation actually is a model that we've seen earlier in the book of Genesis and that you see um, really throughout the Old Testament. So uh, today we're moving into chapter 7. I'm reading now, The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. So I mentioned yesterday that we're going to hear some of this language repeated over and over again. This sounds very much like what I read yesterday from Genesis chapter 6. You're going to hear it again. There's a little bit of variation here, and it's important. So in Genesis 6, it talks about two of every kind of animal. In Genesis 7, we now get this idea that in addition to two, there needs to be others. And that's because what we're going to get in um, in the ark, and we don't we don't see a lot of this language, but we're we're going to get this this need for clean and unclean clean animals for sacrifices, and the ark is going to be in one sense a, a microcosm, uh, as is the tabernacle. And by the way, microcosm is sort of a mini cosmos, a whole world. We see it all there, so. You're going to see that in the ark, there's a sense that the ark is the whole world. God is dwelling there. there are, everything is there, but, and there's sacrifices going on there on the ark. And then we get this, we'll get this a lot when we get into the second part of the book of Exodus, which is going to happen in the first quarter of 24. That's not in the devotions, that's in the sermons. But in the second part of Exodus, the last third of Exodus, you get a lot of instructions about building the tabernacle later to be the temple. Tabernacle was, was, uh, was sort of a temple that could move. It was a tent. It wasn't the, ta- the temple that would be built by uh, Solomon uh, later on. But, but there you've got this idea in the temple of the same kind of thing. You've got, uh, you've got a whole sort of microcosm mini cosmos, God and people, sacrifices uh, happening there. Um, The psalmist writes about this in Psalm 46. Let me read this. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. We, we, We got flood imagery here, right? Uh, there's a river whose stream makes glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at uh, break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. So, as I said yesterday, uh, this is such, there's such heavy lifting in the first chapters of Genesis. There's so much going on here. So many literary allusions and parallels and other things. 
But part of what we see is this idea that God is above the flood. He's above the flood in the ark. We're going to see this in Revelation chapter 20 and 21. The, the new heavens and the new earth and the new Jerusalem is sort of above the earth. Um, so this, this idea that, there's, that there is decreation and there's recreation, God is always there. He's with us. That's one of the big themes is that God is there. He's there in the ark. He's there in the tabernacle. He's there with his people. He's preserving his people even in the midst of chaos. So hold on, perhaps, if that's all that you get today. God is with his people even in the midst of the chaos. He is with you. That is a great promise. Hold on to it today in the midst of chaotic life in a broken world. God is with you. Have a good day.